0: Worry are not designed to operate in a victorious life. Hallelujah. There is no weapon that is formed against you that is able to prosper. There is none. There is none. I mean, you need to consider the victory. You need to behold him and consider the victory behold him, behold the blood, behold the name, behold the word, behold his triumph, behold the fact that he defeated death, he defeated hell, he defeated the grave. There is no fear, there is no worry, there is no uh, anxiety that can operate in my life because I'm in Christ and I'm in the victory that Jesus has established for me I look unto him he is the author and the finisher of my faith Jesus died and defeated the death he defeated the devil he defeated hell he doesn't have to do it again he doesn't have to do it again it's already done it's established fact so so do you see how 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 when a, a believer is worrying what a controversy that is what a what it's contrary to their nature and God has to be shaking his head saying what what are you thinking you're not seeing like I see we do not see eye to eye right here because way I where I'm seated from my point of view you're the overcomer From my point of view, you've already got the victory. Oh, Lord, give me the victory. No, 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 no. Agree with God. Agree with Him. How can two walk together except they be in agreement? Agree with God. God, you said I have victory. Don't agree with your feelings. I don't feel like I got victory. Don't agree with that. There's no power in agreeing with feelings, but there's power when you agree with truth. I have the victory over this. This will not defeat me because I'm in Christ, and in Christ I'm already the overcomer. And the Bible has already written your testimony. It says, These are they which overcame overcame the enemy and every attack of the enemy. You can just go ahead and turn over to Revelation and find yourself in the Bible. That's me. That's me right there. That's me. I'm the one who overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. So you better hear me testify because I'm overcoming. Every time you plead the blood and testify the truth that's established in God's word, you are overcoming the enemy. You are overcoming the enemy. You are defeating him again. And as a representative of Jesus, you are, you are e- e- establishing his defeat even again. These are they which overcame him. The enemy, the adversary, every attack. Ephesians talks about the fact that you can stand against every attack of the enemy. And I mean, stand with valor, stand with boldness, stand, it's a against. It says that you can stand against, you can stand against, you can stand against. It uses the word against like five or six times right there in that one verse. And the word against means face-to-face confrontation. You can get right in the devil's face with no fear. You can get right in the adversity with no fear because you've already been in the presence of God Almighty. You've been in in the presence of the one who's created the universe because Jesus made a new and a living way. You have entered in boldly into the throne room of God's grace. You have received his help in time of need, and you come out of the presence of God knowing God's on my side. If God be for me, who? I mean, that will give you some attitude right there. If you begin to start talking like that, you're, like, "If God be for me, who? I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm looking, who can be against me? I don't see anybody yet. Anybody who can be against me here? I, I, God's for me, Hey, then who? Who can be against me? Who can be against me? What can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus? What? Nothing. Nothing in all these things we are more than conquerors. You, see, we got to go find ourselves in the Word. We got to find, that's you. In all these things distress, sickness, lack, all these things, in all these things. What are we? Am I under the circumstance? Am I a poor wayfaring stranger? Am I just traveling through? No! In all these things, I got to know where I stand. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. In all these things, we are more, more than conquerors. So that, that means I just don't barely come out by the skin of my teeth. But I'm coming out triumphant. I'm coming out with the spoils. I'm coming out with the reward. I'm coming out with the recompense. I'm coming through. I'm coming through this with with the restoration. And, you know, God's restoration is exceeding abundant. God's restoration is going to not just put it back, but it's going to put it back with extra. When God restored unto Job, he restored double. When God restores, he restores With an increase. Hallelujah. 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 We are more than conquerors. We are more. That's who we are. Because the Bible says so. How do you know you're more? Because the Bible told me so. Jesus said that you've got to behold something. And you've got to consider something. And when you... Turn your thoughts towards the truth and the provision and the covenant benefits and the established victory that's yours in Christ. Worry is not even a a temptation. If I'm believing, why would I worry? Hallelujah. This is liberty for us. This is liberty for us. This is liberty. Look to Jesus. Consider, consider the provision that's ours in Christ. Verse 31. Therefore, take no thought. Again, he is giving a specific instruction. There are thoughts that I am telling you not to take. You are not permitted to take those thoughts. Don't take thoughts of worry. Don't take them. Take no thought. How do you take it? How, do, how what, it, what equates a taking of a thought? How do I take it when I say it? When I give words, when I give voice, faith is voice activated, but so is doubt. And there, when, when, you, when it gets to the point that it's not only in your mind, but it gets in your mouth, now you're going to have to work even more to get that turned around. Because if it gets in your mouth, it has entered into the heart. To get in the mouth, it, when, when you begin to give voice, he says, don't give voice to those wrong thoughts. Don't, and, and notice what he puts in there, all the questions. What? What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where? What? How? What's going to happen? How's it going to turn out? How am I going to change this? What can I do? Those questions are propping the door open. They're a doorstop. They're a doorstop, propping the door open. And and with that door propped open, the enemy doesn't even have to look for a way to get in. It's open to him. He comes right in with all of the negative adversity. So our thoughts... If we'll learn to renew the mind and control our thoughts, we can make our lives a whole lot calmer. (laughs) We can make our lives a whole lot more peaceful. Hallelujah. Matthew 7. Go over here to the next chapter. Matthew 7. Let's look at verse 24. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded, it was founded, it was established upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell and great was the fall of it. Did you notice verse twenty five and twenty seven are identical in the test, the adversity that's coming against this person in both twenty five and twenty sevens the rain descended. In other words, the house felt the storm. This is what you've got to recognize when an adversity when the enemy is attacking with with the situation, with thoughts of worry. It's going to seem real. You're going to be able to feel things. Feel the heaviness of it. Feel the sadness of it. Just because a feeling comes doesn't make it truth. Just because you feel it doesn't make it valid. It says in verse 25 and 27 that the floods came. So what was not touched by rain is now engulfed. And things that are not anchored are, are going to float away. The floods came to both houses, to both lives. And then it says that the wind blew. Things that they could feel and hear. And it says that this storm beat against the house, implying blow after blow after blow. But I want to let you know that faith can be working despite what you see, despite what you feel, despite what you hear. That doesn't mean faith isn't working because you feel it. That doesn't mean faith isn't working because that attack is coming on you. Some people throw down their faith because they're under attack and they say, what did I do? How did the There's a devil loose. That's why you didn't have to do anything for the enemy to try to attack you. He is out seeking whom he may steal and kill and destroy. So when he comes, let let him find your house founded on the rock. Faith is working even when you see. The adversity. When you feel the heaviness of that adversity, when when the thoughts are coming against your mind, and 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 every time you lay your head in the bed, that you're hearing that, Hallelujah. I heard Brother Hagen tell the story again. I was listening to him, and he said. 20 years after God had healed him, he is sitting in a bed in the parsonage of a house where he was ministering for, I think it was Pastor Goodwin, J.R. Goodwin, and he said he woke up in the middle of the night and all of the heart Symptoms came back on him that he had been delivered from almost 20 years before. He said all of the same symptoms and feelings, they were real. I could feel them. And the thoughts started coming against my mind saying you're not going to get healed this time. There's nothing that medical science can do for you. There's nothing that you're not going to get it. You've got it. Uh, You're not going to get healed this time. And and the thought coming against him and he said he didn't want to wait anybody in the house up, so he just pulled the covers over his head, and he said, I laughed out loud. And he said, it wasn't a laugh of the Spirit. There is a laughter that comes in the Spirit, that laughter that comes. He said, but it wasn't that. I put it on. I put on my laughter. I just said, ha, 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 ha. And he said, Before long, the thought started coming to my mind, the enemy saying, What are you laughing about? He said, I'm laughing at you, devil. Ha 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 ha. All of the feelings in his heart, all of the same pain, all of the same weakness, all of those same things, and he's laughing. And about three times, the thought came to him, What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at you, devil. You said, I'm not going to get healed. He said, "You're the enemy just ramped it up. You're not going to get healed. And those symptoms there and all that thought coming against his mind. And he said, I'm laughing at you because I'm already healed. I'm already healed. So just because the symptoms and the feelings and the adversity is, is something that seems so real, that doesn't mean your faith isn't working. As long as you are still standing on the word at the end of the storm, you win. As long as you are still founded on the Word at the end, when the battle stops and when the smoke clears, if you're still on the Word, you win. If the enemy can get you off the Word, he can get you off the victory. But if you'll just stay on the Word, if you'll just put the Word up against that feeling, if you'll just put the Word up against that adversity, the Word will carry the load. The Word will do the work. The Word will fight the battle for you. The word. Word of God is a shield. The Word of God is a is it will produce a shield of faith that can quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. The devil may cause you to see something, feel something, hear something, but he can't make you believe anything if you don't choose to believe it. He can't change what you believe if you don't give it up. He can't make you believe anything. That's what he's trying to test. The adversity, the, 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 the tribulation is coming to get you off the word. Jesus said the enemy comes at once to steal the word. And if he can't get it immediately, he's going to come with the stony ground. If he can't get it with the stony ground, he's going to bring the cares of this world He's going to bring the the thorns to choke out the word. He's out for the word. He's after the word. If you just won't give the word up, if you'll just keep the word as your consideration, if you'll behold the word, the word of God is the foundation of your victory. Faith means you refuse to change what you believe just because of what you can see, feel, or hear. I refuse to change what I believe. I refuse to change what I believe. I'm going to tell you my testimony of what happened to me. Y'all know how God delivered me from drugs? took my life that was falling apart around me. My first husband had, had died of a drug overdose the day after we were sentenced. He was sentenced to 10 years in the state penitentiary for three counts of armed robbery. I was involved, and, and uh, because of the plea bargain, they dropped the charges of attempted armed robbery that I was facing. When God delivered me and, and set my life in his plan, set the course for my life. I knew nothing about the word. I knew nothing about God. And I praise God that I was in a good church that taught the word and taught about standing on the word. And so I began to learn about the word and, uh, fast forward to when God had already moved us to Kansas. We were pastoring the church. My husband, uh, as the senior pastor, and I was helping and and ministering along with him and had just written the book, Pressure No Problem, and had come and done uh, different interviews, including the one that I did at VTN with Sister Jeannie Caldwell, and God was opening that door, and this is what was happening during that time. This was also during a time that the world was going through a recession. But in the church in Kansas, we had a group of people who chose to backslide they decided they wanted to go out to the bars and sing karaoke. They were young people, and they kind of grew cold in their walk with God, but they were also people who were in positions of helps ministry. Uh, Some of them were working with the children's ministry. Uh, Some of them were on the praise team, and uh, when they chose to walk away from the the passion of God and their commitment to Him, it caused a lot of people in the church to wonder, what is going on? What is wrong? Because they were in a position where they could be seen. And so not only was the world experiencing financial trouble, but when these three families of people backslid and it changed the budget of the church. It changed what we had set up and established as a normal rhythm of payroll for for pastor and for I. And so as the administrator, uh, I made the decision to stop taking my check because it wasn't there to take it. And so uh, with that and then pastor at the same time, we, I, I said, we still have responsibilities. This was before we had come out of debt, so we still had financial responsibilities. Uh, and so I said, I'm going to go get a job at night. And I mean it was everything that God had prepared me for was 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 in position but all of this adversity coming against us and and financial adversity can be some of the heaviest adversity against a person because it it, it it's something that you can't just ignore I got to I've still got to pay these bills what's going to get paid right and so I went and got a job at night, working in a juvenile detention facility as a guard for girls who were in this this it was like a teenagers uh, uh, jail. The prison it was in the prison system, and so I'm wearing man boots. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing like an officer's uniform and, and these man boots, and I'm like, oh, Lord. And so I came down here, and I'm preaching on VTN with the blisters on my feet from those boots because of the adversity that was going. It was like, like I was on the verge of what God was getting ready to do in our life, and all of this attack is all around us. And it was coming against my mind. It was coming against my mind so strong, and it, God had already uh, put in my heart about we we had uh, a Hispanic congregation there at the time and our services we would do some of our services bilingual and since I was the person who could sing in Spanish I was leading the worship and so I would lead the worship and I would come off the worship team and go get into my gear and go drive to Topeka to be in the prison and so all of this pressure, I mean, I was in the midst of this storm right here. The rains and the flood and the winds, everything was beating against my house, beating blow after blow after blow. And I'm driving to Topeka one night after church. I led worship. I went, left. I couldn't stay for the service. I'm on my way to the prison uh, to work a night shift. And as I'm going, I've got... I've got a worship song going in the car, and I'm crying as I'm worshiping, right? I'm worshiping and crying and crying and worshiping. So my worship is so fleshly because it is coming from my adversity. It's not coming from a place of trust. It's not coming from a place of confidence. I didn't have a good report in my mouth. I didn't have a declaration of overcoming in my mouth. I was saying, Lord, it just feels like everything that you had planned for me, everything that was on my path, Lord, it feels like it's slipping away, and I'm, I'm crying, and I'm singing, poveroso Dios. It's a, a worship song in Spanish. I'm trying to sing about the power of God, but I'm talking about the power of my problem. <laughs> I'm talking to God about the power of my problem instead of talking to God about His power and his strength, and all that he's provided for me in the covenant. I wasn't even focused on any of those things. I was focused on the storm. And in a moment, it it was a flash of an open vision as I'm driving at night. It was a quick one because in, in one moment, God showed me dominoes. Have you ever seen dominoes that are all set up in a row that swerves around and and circles around the room and it's all in a design. I I saw those dominoes and I saw that first domino fall and it caused all the dominoes behind it to fall. And God said, if you don't get a hold of your faith right now, it's going to have a domino effect all the way back until you wonder if you were ever really saved. And I dried my eyes. And I turned off my pity party. And I cast down those thoughts. And within a matter of weeks, I had uh, completed my two week notice. And I was back at my place at the church. And if the money wasn't there to take it, I sewed my check, I took it and gave it back to the church. There have been times I've done that here. I took it and I gave it back in the beginning of this ministry. Why? Because that's seed sown. So instead of me sitting around saying, I don't have it, I said, I had money to give this week. I gave my whole check. Hallelujah. And it was at that time that the contract came from BTN offering our television broadcast to be filmed and produced at VTN. If I had not gotten a hold of my faith, not only would it have backtracked all the way to that point of salvation, but I wouldn't know you and I wouldn't be here if I had, because your faith in one area is attached to every other area. If you get over into one area and you think God doesn't work in that area, how are you going to trust Him in any other area? If you allow that wrong perception because of the circumstance, because of the situation, it will affect every area of your believing. What you think and what you look at matters. And we cannot play with worry. It is contraband. If you get caught with it, God's going to pat you down. Angel's going to check you out and say, hey, it's time for a pat down. Is there worry on you? You don't want to get caught with it. Possession. Uh, This believer is charged with possession of carrying care. No, no, no. I don't want to get caught with the care. I don't want to get caught with the worry because from God's perspective, there's no call for it. There's no reason for it. If God be for me, this is the confidence that I have in him. If I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. He says in the book of Philippians that we are not... To, don't be anxious for anything but in everything by prayer and supplication. Don't worry, pray. If you pray about it, then you have confidence that you have it. And you, you, that's your foundation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I believe I've helped you tonight. I've helped me. Praise God. This this is an on-time word for us because God spoke to our pastor that people who are listening to the wrong thing and focusing on the wrong thing are going to give their minds to it. Jesus said in in the book of Luke, he said, in the last days that men's hearts will fail. Jesus never in any of his other teachings dealt with the natural heart, the organ-beating heart. He was always talking about the spirit when he said heart. So men's spirits will fail them because of fear. When they go to try to believe, believing's not going to work right because they have allowed fear to have so much operation. Not you, them. Them. They've allowed fear to have such a, a process and such an operation in their heart that their heart isn't conditioned for believing. You know, having a believing heart is not just automatic. you got to work it. you got to make the right deposits. You've got to resist the wrong things. You've got to guard your heart. It's not just going to happen. You having a believing heart is something that is evident. You've been working on it. You've been working on believing. So that's what Jesus said. This is the work. What work do we do? We do the work of believing. That's our part. And it's, it's in the work of believing includes the maintenance of the mind. So if you are working on believing, you are not permitting the mind to bring entrance of wrong things into your life. Worry and anxiety are off limits and you can do it. I can do it. We can do it. We can take no wrong thought. We can refuse every wrong thought. Because the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, says the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to pull down strongholds, to cast down imaginations, and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and to bring into captivity every thought. Is that possible? Yes. Every thought has to go through a screening process. I flew out of Dallas where well, we went to, to the minister's conference in Fort Worth. And I flew out of the Dallas-Fort Worth. And, and I got there really early because they told us how bad the Dallas traffic was in the morning. And so I got there. Pastor and I left. I mean, we were leaving the hotel at 5 o'clock in the morning to get me there on time. And I thought, you know, pulling up outside at 5, 5, 20 outside, I thought there's not going to be very many people Oh, was I wrong? I got into that airport, and it took me 20 minutes just to get to the place where they screen your luggage. You know, I I thought, wow, there's a lot of people here. But we all had to walk through. For us to enter in to make progress to get to our destination, we had to go through the screening. And they didn't, even though there were so many people, they weren't allowing some to bypass the screening process. No, We all had to go through the screening. Every thought, every thought. You don't want to let a thought escape through the screening process and it end up being the sabotaging thought. You don't want that, that thought just, oh, well, it doesn't matter what I'm focusing. It doesn't matter that I'm watching this movie That's got it. It it, it doesn't have any cussing in it. It doesn't have any nudity in it. Yeah, but it's got uh, all of these things that are are showing women getting attacked in the the parking lot. And and the next time you have to walk through a dark parking lot, guess what? You're gonna have to overcome that thought. The fear that comes with that thought that you wouldn't even think any other time. You wouldn't even think it any other time. You know, my parents had no restrictions when I was growing up. They let me watch things that I, I, I look back and thought, where, were, where was their mind? I watched the Amityville Horror, and I sat up all night long looking at the window to see if any pig's eyes were going to look at me through the window. Come on now. I'd never thought about that before. It had never crossed my mind before. But now I'm having to deal with the thought that should not have even been allowed in my consciousness because it was not screened and permitted. It it was not screened and resisted. And so I had to overcome, and that opened a door for fear. The fear brings more fear. The worry brings more with it. I'm going to stop. Look. I don't even know what time it is, but it doesn't matter. We've obeyed the Lord.